Hey Skyfarers and welcome to Apercast, the Caradron Overlords podcast. I'm Lee, the Arcanet Admiral, and joining me today, uh guy that was on the show, well I was going to say last week, but it was less than a week ago, uh, Max, also known as Maximus Prime now. He's Hello guys. I'll call a name because he was uh, <laughs> yes. worried, everyone had cool names. <laughs> exactly. Uh, how, are, how are you Max? I'm fine, thank you very much. Uh, thanks for having me again. Yeah. How are you doing? I am good, thank you. Uh, I've been doing some hobby today. It's always fun. Cool. Have you done any hobby recently? Oh uh, yes, I, I played uh, a few matches with the new points and the new battle plans, and it was great fun. Well, that is very handy because we will be talking about battle plans today. So there we go. Um, and potentially, we might have uh, Alex Corden joining us in a little bit. I think he's still asleep. There we go. Um, so, I think we should probably get stuck into it because we've actually got quite a lot to cover. Yeah, so, cool. Um, oh, one bit of news before we do, though. Uh, there might be life in the, uh, in the battalions that aren't in the GHB. Because okay. someone asked about it on Facebook, and then I looked at the rule, and actually, the rule that says that you can't use them if they're not in the GHB only says units. Oh, and a battalion is not a unit. So yeah, it's probably going to need an FAQ. I can't really see it, you know, happening in a tournament. I can imagine a, a TA. Mm. But that would be interesting because it also applies to all the White Dwarf um, battalions for other armies. Yeah, Fire Slayers and Slanesh and stuff. Uh, Night Haunt and others. Yeah. Um, So, I don't know. I'm going to send in an email about it, but it might be a bit late because I think we'll probably Mm -hmm. get the FAQ on Monday. And they won't be working over the weekend, so... Probably, um, knowing them, this probably will not re- resolve before Christmas FAQ. No, um, in which case, you know, the community will resolve it anyway. Which makes me wonder, all our battalions went down 20 points, so yeah. should intrepid prospectors also go down 20 points? Mm, not necessarily, because the Grand Armada didn't. So, I mean, that's really only a narrative one, but yeah, it's not that like they put them all down. But I don't know, maybe it could, because what was it, 110? It was very cheap, 110, 100 or 110. I think it was 110. If it did, it would go down to 90. Good. I can check. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, where was that? Was that inside the box? I don't know. Because the box that I got got delivered to my mate, and then I got a Split book it. that had been cut in half by a scalpel. Because and... <laughs> I, I got this up, up from the it. basement because I need to build another gun holder. Yeah. So there's the. Yeah, that's on my the book. Another gun no, it was in the book. Let's check. Um, there's a lot of narrative stuff I haven't even read yet. Um, this is horrible, horrible TV. I apologize. Um, 
no points cost on this. The section includes new war scrolls and battalions. They didn't take them off war scroll builder. Mm -hmm. Which I know That's is not a you know a way of checking whether something's actually here. It is a hundred and ten points. Yeah, so I mean, if that did go down to ninety, uh, will you bear in mind that the gun hall and the uh, engine master have gone down as well? Mm -hmm. So it'd be one ninety. Well, even if it's still one ninety point battalion, that's a heck of a deal. Yeah, ninety points for not that. <laughs> for units, you might be taking anyway. Mm -hmm. There'll be six hundred thirty points in total um, if it stayed at one hundred and ten, and then obviously it went, if it went down to ninety, six hundred ten points. That's for all of the units in it and the battalion. That's quite cheap. So my my thought is it probably could stay, but I don't think they will change the points. No, I don't think they change the points, and I don't know. My gut instinct is that it's kind of I don't know. It's kind of picking the holes in the fact that they've said units rather than profiles in that one particular mm -hmm. sentence. But you know, I mean, I guess it's up to your tournament organizer, yeah, or your friend um, if you're playing with a friend. Yeah. But if you're, because you're organizing a tournament coming up, uh, you yes, have to be, you have to be the ringer in it. <laughs> will, will, will you allow well, yourself? Since to play I it? will allow the KO battalion, <laughs> being, uh, a dwarf enthusiast. No, I think, I think in the pack I wrote everything that is published after the GHB and has yeah. match play points is valid. So white dwarfs, but there won't be any white dwarfs coming out this month, I believe. Yeah. So, no, that's generally sorry. what most TAs do. So, yeah, even if it doesn't specifically say in the Good. rules, it's going to say in your TO in your tournament pack, most likely. Yeah, so apart from the uh, Slanesh battalion, I think all of them were quite harmless. So, yeah, I'm okay with it. Yeah, okay, so let's talk about stuff. We'll do, what we're going to talk about today is the realms, the auxiliaries, and the battle plans. So generally, it's a sort of discussion about preparing for the sort of games you're going to play mm -hmm. uh, and how that affects, you know, potentially this building, um, your decisions for deployment, that sort of things, and how to plan your armies and yep. unit choices, that sort of thing. Uh, and with the realms, you obviously have to like depending on how the tournament runs it potentially the choice of what realm you're going to be playing in yes know, exactly after a roll up um so should we talk about realms first sure cool so uh, this obviously is dependent if your organized play tournament whatever um uses realms or only uses part of the the rules so only the artifacts or only the features, or he sets a realm and says, okay, all the, my tournament, I think Cancun did this. They said, okay, everything's based in Akshi. Um, so yeah, there's some vagueness in this, but uh, let's say you do everything, adhere to the rules as written in a book. Yeah, that's probably the easiest thing to do for our yeah. conversation. Exactly. 
uh, to get one thing out of the way quickly, I think we could probably agree that you're not going to really choose your army to be from a realm to get an artifact from because the, the realm artifacts are pretty bad. Do you agree? No. Uh, no, I agree that uh, the artifacts that we have in this book are awesome. There's plenty of choice for each kind of hero. So even if you double down on heroes, I don't see any reason to choose a realm artifact unless there's a very specific build you're looking for. Mm. So I have in mind maybe the uh, Shaman, if that's the right pronunciation, Shaman artifact, which um reduces uh, the ren is that the correct is that the one reduces the ren by one so it makes your hero a bit more survivable but mm -hmm. again better better stuff in a book in my opinion yeah i mean it's almost like a, a weaker uh ethereal amulet yeah and it only uh reduces rend one not rend two to one so yeah. If you go Very shoot specific. something with Ren 2, it does not apply. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I wouldn't really... Yeah, I, I think there's so much choice in our book. Yes. Every here. I think, I mean, even like there's two or three for each hero that I'd almost want to take, depending on the heroes, because some have more choice than others. But it's not even like there's one good one per hero. It's like you know, potentially two mm -hmm. to choose from per hero. Um, uh, but the way the realms are meant to work, um, according to the rules, is that you choose where your army is from, and that sets the artifact, um, or the artifacts you get to choose from. You can choose the realm artifact. But when you play your game, you're meant to roll off, and the winner of the roll off gets to choose which realm you're playing in. Mm -hmm. um, and then the realm you're playing in determines uh, command abilities, realmscape feature, and a spell that both armies have access to. Mm -hmm. um, and you alluded to it before, Max, that potentially tournaments might not do it that way with the with the rolling off, or or with players getting to choose, they might set one per round or for the whole tournament or per table, maybe. Which Per table would be quite a cool way to do it if you've got a fire table sort of set up. Yeah, bring some narrative. If you have a, a desert uh, setup, if you have a nice setup, if you have some shaman metal setup, yeah. be a nice touch. But my experience is with all these extra rules, it's a lot of bookkeeping and people tend to forget. Oh, yeah, I had I had this spell I could have cast. But I, they come into the game, they already have their battle plan in mind. They have... Uh, their game plan, their match plan in, in mind, I'm going to need to cast this spell with this character and mm. this spell and this happens. They're not planning to have this additional spell no. or this I additional mean, command ability. If tournaments go down the route where you get to roll off, then people might have a default realm they will choose if they win. Yes. Because um, that's not that hard to bookkeep then because you just remember the one realm that you like yeah, I want this one, but it's a 50-50 yeah. chance. So yeah, I would not build a strategy around it. Yeah. I would build a list that could benefit. It's a nice to have, but it it's works well. Exactly. Um, yeah. So um, I've seen there's a short question uh, from Nick in chat. 
And he asked if his Android Master takes the Ether injection boosters, which is the Android Master with the dirigible suit. Uh, so he actually becomes a, a small sky vessel. And uh, in the rule, it says he can uh, use the disengage and fly high abilities from the Gunstock Gun Hauler War Scroll. So your question was, can the riggers use the Hitcher rule to attach themselves to him? And I believe they can because he now counts as a gun hauler. I'm not so, sure. So those rules. I think you'd need to. I think the hitcher rule might specifically mention sky vessels. Hmm. Hitch, 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 hitch. Yeah. So it says if a friendly sky vessel uses its fly high ability. Yes, and he does not count as a sky vessel, but yeah. so he can fly high and he can um, disengage. But they won't be able to go with him. They cannot hitch. Would have been cool though. <laughs> like a big bunch of balloons. But uh, yeah. no, yes, uh, you are correct. I was wrong. I apologize. Yeah, that was embarrassing. On live TV. <laughs> There's your expert, guys. Yeah. Okay. Um, so these realms, um, yeah, if you do get the roll off um, and you get to choose, is there one that you'd think you would pick? Hmm. I think uh, we spoke about this before. I might go down the road and pick one that does not benefit my opponent. Mm -hmm. So it's a defensive pick. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's interesting. You can go... Two, there's two ways you can think about it. You can think, well, how is this going to help me and sort of go down the aggressive route or you can go to a more mm -hmm. defensive choice. And I think for us, the defensive choice is correct because there's not much we can benefit from in most of these. Um, I mean, we don't no. obviously benefit from the spells unless you've got an ally or mm -hmm. the one where you get Shield of Thorns. I can't remember which one it is. Uh, Giran, the Realm of Life, I think. Yeah. They shouldn't have two beginning with G. Uh, Gur is the beast one, which gives extra charge. Yeah, it, the, these are what I need to do to remember those. Remember, is Gur sounds like Gur, like a monster. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, so you only get the command ability in the Realmscape feature. Um, the Realmscape features we don't worry about too much because when you fly, they're all within an inch. Um, of the train piece, and when you fly high, yes. you can move away. So, largely, we're going to avoid them. Yes, to be specific, the um, sky vessel needs to be one inch away, but the hitchers don't have to be. No, good point. Uh, yeah, very good point. So, you could set them up still within six and within the terrain to give them cover. Um, but mostly, yes, those terrain features. Mm, I would not worry too much about. No, and they're often the train features have to be placed three inches away from objectives. Three inches. Uh, three inches from objectives. Happening. Three inches from the border, and six inches from other terrain features. Yeah. So, yeah. So I mean, cause we're mostly if we, if we, we're you're mostly going to be trying to fly higher under an objective, and the exactly. train is likely not likely not to be on it. I mean, six inches range on an objective, you know, they could be poking half onto it. Um, mm -hmm. 
So we're only really worrying about the command abilities. Do you reckon? Yes, and the spells being used against us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I mean, yeah, the Realmscape features are still going to have some effect. Um, I don't know whether to go through these in order or to jump straight to the elephant in the room that I think most people want to hear about. I mean, we can go through them quickly if they're not as uh, interesting and then talk uh, more about the yeah. ones which are... I think if we do everything in order, then if people are following along with that book, it's easier for them. Yeah, sure. Um, um, yeah, and then so, that's all that precedent for the battle. So we'll go for Akshi. If you're reading uh, along, page 102, I believe. Yes, oh yeah, good idea. <laughs> the page number. <laughs> in the English version, yes. Oh, the different page numbers in the other versions. I don't know. I only have the English version. That's what I'm saying. Oh, I only okay. ever buy English uh, versions because in the past uh, it has. We have seen, uh, especially the German versions, they are wrong, or the rules are written differently. Yeah. Or they lack some information. So I always go to the original source. That's the original text. That's the one that yeah. uh, is the leading document for me yeah. well there's enough arguing about rules generally with exactly. the English version that only if you start going in translations so. uh okay well so what does actually do uh so the spell is fireball which has a casting value of five um successfully fire. pick one enemy unit within 18 inches and then it takes a number of mortal wounds depending on number of models in the unit uh so, so if there's one model in the unit it's one mortal wound uh, if it has two to nine models and it's D3, and if it has ten or more models and it's D6, what room? So it's a horde killing arcane bolt. Yes. Um, yeah, great. Same much. casting uh, value, same range. Generally speaking, I don't think we want to play in this realm purely because of that spell, because we don't have any water wound protection. <laughs> Uh, yes, apart well, apart from the gun hunter saves uh, wounds on yeah. the six for sky vessels, but um, apart from that, it leads on to the realmscape feature, which is volcanic, which means that terrain dishes out mortal wounds. Which again, we don't have mortal wound well, protection. Only on a six, I think. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah yes. that terrain feature is is very unlikely to happen, and you know your ships are going to be flying high to an inch away from terrain and stuff. Um, you could maybe make a case. Oh, no, I was going to say you could maybe make a case that your enemy will keep away from terrain, but they won't because it's on a six. So It's the same as deadly terrain, which is on a one. It's not, it's not often enough, is it? They don't um, do much, and I think it's good that terrain does not take a, a very prominent spot in the game. It's yeah. a nice small effect. There are better terrain features like commanding or arcane, but they should not dominate the game, in my opinion. Yeah. I, I would like ones like this to do a bit more, but then there are things like, say, commanding and arcane, which I could say you could probably tone down a bit. Mm -hmm. you. Um, so a command point on a 4 plus or something. Yeah. I would, yeah, I would just like to see and be all be a bit more balanced uh, rather than you know what is mm -hmm. it, 12 isn't there rather than having you know 11 that barely do any uh, 
10 that barely do anything and two that are quite impactful on the game. Yeah, there's two or three which are good, which um, going back uh, to my tournament, I try to spread them out evenly, those two, and I'm yeah. presetting the overterrain rules. Because if you roll and the whole the whole table is arcane, <laughs> uh, yeah. it could be a bad matchup, <laughs> depending <laughs> on who you play. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's something like it's something that's quite handy, like um, say if you roll and you arcane, I am commanding in the say in one in one uh, deployment zone, and yes. then the other deployment zone is rubbish. Maybe sort of put commanding in one deployment zone and arcane <laughs> in the other. Exactly, or in the middle. Yeah. Uh, okay, so what does command ability do? Sorry, add one to run and charge rolls. Oh yes, yes, yeah, this one. Yeah, again. Right. Do we really want to make it easier for our opponents to charge? Mm, no, especially if they have run and charge abilities like Slanesh yeah. or um, some eels. And I'm not going. Yeah, I'm not going to say we don't want to charge, but not as much. Not as much as our opponent does. So, so um, we yeah. can charge. We want charge if we want to get onto objectives. But yeah. we don't have to. No. Um, whereas armies like Iron Jaws or Slanesh, they want to. They need to get all their army in your face yeah. right away. Yeah, true. So, do we agree that we don't want to pick Axie? It would not be my first choice. No. no. Okay, then. Let's move on to Shimon, which mm -hmm. you think we should want to pick because narrative. Yes. Um, uh, do you want to read out what these do? So we have a spell. Um, the spell has a casting value of seven, so rather high, and it adds one to save rolls. So um, it would be harder to kill your opponent. Yep. The um, Realmscape feature is entangling. Uh, again, in addition to any other rules, so you could have entangling and. Uh, um, the uh, overgrown. So I, I believe entangling is the one that uh, reduces run and charge moves by yeah, two. Minus two. Minus two. Um, again, we mostly set up outside of one inch so that we don't care as much, but it would be good for our opponent to keep him behind longer. So it takes mm -hmm. him a bit longer to get to us. Um, the artifact is not important from choosing the battle you play in. And the command ability uh, adds one to hit rolls for melee weapons onto your next hero phase. So this is something I would consider doing if I'm charging in with my Endrin Riggers and uh, my Endrin Master. Give the unit plus one to hit. Now there's twos and twos to run D3 damage. Yeah. Awesome. But it's a two-edged sword. Um, your opponent can do the same to you, and yeah. have a herf, you know, herfgard berserkers hitting in twos, wounding on threes. That hurts. Yeah, this the uh, commander bit is actually written in a in a strange way. It, it you know how they normally sometimes they're word things, and they're not very clear because they don't spell things out. No. Like they don't necessarily like bent places are clear. Prime example, yeah. they don't necessarily. In this one, they've like they've really doubled down on making everything like 
ticking all the boxes and what they need to say, even though it's unnecessary. Because it's you use the ability in the combat phase, um, and then the effect lasts until your next hero phase, but it only works on melee weapons, so it can only work. But I mean, it um, could work on melee weapons in your hero phase potentially, but I mean, again, again, it only works until your next hero phase, and it only works if you charge that turn anyway. Exactly, so, within... like, so you've got about four or five things, like all essentially basically the same, yeah. But interestingly, it uh, you do not have to use it at the start of your combat phase. True. Yeah. Um, so you could fight with something else first, and then yeah. choose a unit, put it on the Endrin Master or on the Endrin Riggers, yeah. depending on how the combat evolved. Yeah. Yeah, because you you don't want to want to spend a command point if you don't need to. Exactly. It's it's just pointless. It lasting until your next hero phase. Because mm, because you charged because you can't have charged you can't have charged in the you, same turn you cannot charge in your opponent's turn yeah unless there are, uh, oh I guess no I was gonna say April, one to hit rules they can move can they do April actually charge in your opponent's turn That's a very specific no, question. It doesn't matter because they're not going to. They're the only thing I can think of that could potentially. I know they move in your opponent's charge phase if you have long strikes in your front. If you charged. It doesn't matter because April Wings aren't killing. No. Even not going to be killing machines. No. Um, uh, it is odd. Wording. It is odd wording, yeah. but. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, this. Um, this one is a maybe for me. Yes, I could. I I'd be okay with using it if my opponent chooses this one. Sure, um, but it it comes down to the command ability because the other one, magic. I don't care. Well, for me, the decision is the magic Feature. part because if you come up against Teclas or mm. Croak or something, then that casting value of seven is actually quite easy for them. Exactly. So then you're just I'm making just your safe. opponent hate it. Harder to kill. Yeah, plus one to save is a good buff. Yeah. So if you like, if if you're Maybe. going up against armies with weak, you know, without casting buffs, then it's one you could pick. Maybe, or if they pick for you, it's not too bad. Or if you're sure you can kill the casters quickly, they have two or three small, five wound, six wound casters. Yeah. I don't um, mind. Yeah, in some ways, like if they don't have buffs to casting, then it could be quite good because they might think, oh, you know, I'll go for that spell because it's plus one to save rather than an easier to cast one, and then they fail it and waste their casting. But is so, seven seven is average, so yeah, fifty I mean, fifty chance. Yeah, I don't know. It's, I don't know. it's but, not reliable, but it's yeah, no it's not difficult really. Even. But, but again, I believe currently in this meta, if you're doing magic, you're bringing the big magic. Yeah. You're not showing up with your little shaman and a battle mage and who knows what. No. Because they're not going to get any cast off. If there's Teclas, Croak, Nagash, uh, Zinch, mm -hmm. to some extent, uh, on the other side of the board. So just yeah. not. That's, that's wasted points. Yeah, definitely. Um... So yeah, that one's a maybe. Mm -hmm. Move on to 
Edgar, which we'll go for it very quickly because it's going to be a no. Don't pick it. Um, so the, the spell is Wild Form, which is the same. All of these spells are the same as Battle Mages can have, aren't they? Um, mm-hmm. So it casts on a five, and it adds two to run and charge rolls. Um, so, yeah, your opponent's going to be charging you easier. Um, mm-hmm. The terrain feature is deadly, so, yeah, it's not going to happen very often. Nope. Um, the command ability only affects monsters. We don't have monsters. No. Um, so, this um, is something I would choose if I was playing Beast Claw Raiders with a lot of bigger stonehorns and thunder tusks and you went if you're playing against them I was like no <laughs> <laughs> so playing against beast claw do not choose their realm of the beasts yeah i mean because the command ability is strong yeah you shoot down uh, the monster you bracket it but it behaves as if it had suffered zero wounds yeah that's a strong buff yeah we don't want that. even to archaeon because he has a monster keyword. Yeah. Um, I guess it would be Nagash as well. I was pretty sure Nagash. Does he have a monster keyword? I don't know. I do not know. Oh, Cronus just said he's awake. <laughs> well, put some clothes on and get on. Maybe you can't find the link. Um, do you want to read out Gairan while I sure, find the link? Sure, sure. So, um, Gairan, the spell is the Shield of Thorns, um, casting value of five. And basically what it does, uh, you pick a unit within 18 inches. And if an enemy unit finishes a charge move within three inches of that unit, they suffer D3 multiple wounds. So you charge against a, um, a Shield of Thorns, basically. Um, so, not cool. If you want to charge something, it makes it harder. Or you take damage back. It's mortal wounds, so we don't have much protection against mortal wounds. Mm, not good to hand this uh, to your opponent. Although, uh, this is an interesting realm because the command ability allows you to cast this spell even if your hero is not a wizard. Mm-hmm. So, this is our sneaky way uh, for our dwarves to cast. So they can uh, cast a spell, um, even if it has been attempted before. And uh, so you could use your little hero in the ironclad, cast this. Uh, you measure distances from uh, the base of the ironclad, which is rather big. So everything that finishes a charge within uh, three inches of the ironclad suffers D3 mortal wounds. So. Yeah, I mean, you can just pick the ironclad as the... Uh, as um, the yes, you pick the ironclad or the hero or you just pick whomever. The, pick the yeah, probably. Um, one thing you could do with this is, if you have the last word, you can make that ironclad really spiky to charge against. Mm-hmm. Because you'll do the deep wounds from the charge, and then you'll shoot, and then at the start of the combat phase, you'll drop bombs as well. Exactly. Although the last word uh, targets one unit, the first one that charges you, um, the Shield of Thorns targets every unit that uh, finishes a move within yeah. three inches. Um, 
trade feature is healing, healing scenery. Good for us. Heal up your boats even more, but it, you need to move it within uh, one inch of the train. Yeah. And uh, it's a bit odd if you have a healing terrain, which is also deadly or volcanic. So you might end up healing your boat and then doing multiple wounds to it. So I don't know. Yeah. Um, I'd be OK with this realm. Yeah, I wouldn't be too bothered about it. And I, I'm not no. sure if I'd spend a command point to cast a spell. But I don't know, if it is every every unit that charges the ship, then it's not necessary. You could build around it. You cast it on a five if you're playing against magic uh, dominant armies. You're not getting that off anyway. No. Um, but I find myself often having one or two command points available. Yeah. It's a nice thing to do. Yeah, it's yeah. This will be in my maybe pile, I think. Mm -hmm. Um. Although the maybe pile is a big pile. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> most of these. I mean, the thing to take away from these for KO is that it depends on who you're against. Yes. You're not gonna, there's only one that I think, which we haven't got to yet, but I think there's one maybe that you might go, I'll pick that now, like, because you could build around it a bit and it does something really helpful to us. Mm -hmm. Even then, it's a bit weird. Um, but we're, we're going to talk about that when we get to it. Um, so the next one is Hyes, the Realm of Light. Um, the spell is Purity of Defense. It's cast of five. Uh, you pick one friendly unit, hold it within 12 inches, um, and then you can reroll saves of one against it. So it's basically Mystic Shield. But a cast on a five and not on a six. Yeah. I don't but only 12 it. inches instead of 18 inches. Yeah. So um, a, better, a better Mystic Shield. Uh, yeah. Well, it's easy to cast, but if you against spell dominant armies, then they don't care. Mind it. They'll so, cast it on the 12. And we can't cast it anyway. No. So, um, the realmscape feature is every terrain feature is mystical, which I quite like for us. <laughs> yeah, it's something because you want we have no more free defense, as we said. So, you know, we can but get one. You don't want to give it your opponent. So yeah, it, yeah, we spoke about this earlier. Um, it neuters itself <laughs> somehow. Yeah, it's. I mean, it kind of depends. And it's it's weird because then the command ability is uh, you pick a friendly unit, and uh, everything this unit attacks, you do not apply the cover modifier to save. Yeah. So you only get a save, or mostly only get a save, apart from I don't have Deepkin, when you're inside the train. So now uh, you're taking away their plus one to save, but you're granting them a six plus um, mm -hmm. damage prevention rule. Yeah. So <laughs> I don't against, see much benefit. Yeah. Like if you if you get a unit with a five plus save, you know they would then normally get plus one. But is it, like if we're attacking with our rend anyway then in some ways like six plus ends up being better it's depends uh, if you're I mean, atta attacking something like hearthguard berserkers who already have a built-in feel no pain which is better than six plus they will always choose 
uh, their four plus within yeah, the hero or the usual six plus because with the new special rule they can't have multiple yes. uh, heal no pains or damage prevention rolls after their save rolls. So you're taking away their cover, but you're not giving them a an extra after save. Yeah, but um, that's very specific, I think. Yeah. Um, also, the cover modifier thing would also apply to uh, the blockade rule, um, which means they might not actually be on terrain. Um, that's the one, the one for shooting. Um, but they have to be wholly within an inch, so they'd still get the mystical, actually, though. Yeah, doesn't matter. Yeah, it still has mm. a weird thing with the mystical, because they have to be wholly within an inch of the terrain, even mm. if they're not on it. So, yeah, it's... It's not a bad one, but no. I mean, it's the same problem. It's like, you know, you give your Ironclad a six plus ward save. Um, but if it's within you, terrain, you don't fly high onto terrain anyway, so then you've got to try no. to move on, and it's yeah. Um, plus, the Ironclad has a huge base, it's often difficult to put it somehow into terrain <laughs> well this is the thing to get the mystical you don't you only have to be within an inch of the train piece true um as opposed to cover so yeah it takes away the cover modifier which is hard mm -hmm. to get because you have to get all your models onto the train piece but the mystical thing is actually quite easy to get because you only have to be within an inch of it still i prefer not to give my opponent a an after save yeah, yeah, that's what I was saying. It's actually easier for them to get the after saves than it is to get cover. Yes. So, so in theory, yeah, that's don't like it. No. Uh, next one, um, death, realm of death. So each, one of my the many ones in my maybe list. Um, so the spell is ripples of the necroquake. It's cast on a seven and. If successfully cast until the end of that phase, add one to casting rolls made for any for friendly wizards. If the casting roll is for an endless spell, so very specific. Yes. Um. I mean, we we won't benefit from it at all. Your, no. It your opponent won't benefit from it if they've got no end of spells. So yes. So <laughs> and. Um... You don't have the multiple endless spell builds as much because now they are limited to three endless spells per list. Yeah. Uh, but if you do have one with two or three, adding one to casting for all wizards uh, within this uh, wizard that cast it on seven, that's a big buff. Yeah. So your Hollow Heart list does benefit from this. Yeah. The and then this is the thing is they always basically. All of these realms, what they have one rule and then another rule counteracts it. Yep. So the next one is all of the train has nullification, which I yep. quite like. Yes. <laughs> Although. Move yeah, that predatory then... endless bill into nullification and it's gone. Wrap trap does not move. Yes, you does limit where you can set it up a bit. So you wouldn't be able to set it up. That is true. Touching the train, so. And it's, yeah, it's not necessarily always these things set up. So in this case, it would 
trigger after setting up once and then be um, dispelled. Yes, but then you wouldn't get it when it triggers. You wouldn't get it triggering in the movement place. Exactly. Mm. So yeah, I mean, I mean, the thing is, you, if you've got a KO army without an ender spell, then and you're going up against enemies. Well, the thing is, if you go up against an enemy army that doesn't have um, any ender spells, then it's not nullification even any use. I got not nullification doesn't even help <laughs> if it's just ender spells. Oh, and Corn has just joined us. Here he is. Hello. Hi. How are you? Good. Up. Awake. Oh, sorry, we started without you. That's all right. That's all um, right. Had to be done. We hey, haven't, you, haven't, you haven't missed too much. We've just been going for the realms. And basically, oh, yeah. the answer to all realms is it depends on who you're playing against. Um, it does kind of. Yeah. If you're playing against Sylvanet, pick on the fire. It's funny. <laughs> <laughs> what will they forest explode? Yeah. Right, but it's still only on a six plus. Yeah, um, but it's every it's every single hero face. It it happens a couple times. No, it's true. Yeah. This next tournament I'm going to is entirely in Realm of Fire, and I played a, played a practice game against the Sylvanet player, and it wasn't pretty. No, <laughs> is, if it's every terrain piece, then you're, you're going to be doing a lot of rolling. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, so we, we, we're going, we've been going through them in order. They are in the book. So we're on Realm of Death. Um, the other thing about the nullification terrain effect for Realm of Death is you get an unbind for free, basically. Um, it's one of those mm -hmm. weird things where you have any wizards within range of it, but then only one of them gets the unbind as well. I mean, the thing is, if you're against Croak, Eclis, Nagash, you're not going to be unbinding their spells without a modifier. So No. no. played a match uh, today against Zinch. My navigator, he could uh, unbind. Mm -hmm. Everything went off on a 10, 11, 12. Didn't yeah. even try. Not yeah, worth it. <laughs> it's not going to factor into things, is it? No. Um, and then the command ability, uh, you can pick one friendly unit, uh, within 12 inches of the hero, until the end of the battle, battle round, roll of dice mm -hmm. each time you get a wound or mortal wound to that unit, on a six, that wound or mortal wound is negated, which is good. But great if you're going first, yes. Um, yeah, because it's the end of the battle round, so if you take the first turn in the round, Mm -hmm. um, that has a big effect, uh, or a longer effect rather. Mm -hmm. Especially then if you get double turn. I oh, know it's end of the battle round. No, sorry. No, um, but if you go into into melee. Yeah. Um, first round. Uh, first turn. But again, you also give it to your opponent. But you know, if you're okay, say you're playing against fire size, then this could be. Oh, actually, fire size has been interesting with nullification. Because their things aren't spells. No, they are not. They are invocations. No. They do not care. But yeah, they're not gonna get the, any of the buffs, and 
they don't yep. care about the six plus ward save because they've got better ward saves. Mm, well, not oh. not all of the units. No, yeah, the hero and Volkart and Grimrock. Volkarts will get uh, this six plus. Uh, the heroes will get. Or is, well, basically everyone gets it except Hearthguard and the Grimmer of Berserker. But then they use a lot of their command abilities anyway, aren't they? On like plus one to save and stuff. Uh, those are prayers. Oh, are they? All okay. those buffs are prayers or abilities. So the at least the the fire slayers I used to run, which is the general or a favorite build, uh, the Hermdar. A Hearthguard Berserker build, mm -hmm. they use those command points to keep them if you charge them. So mm -hmm. they can hit you first. And then they can hit you again with the battalion. And yeah. that's your that was your army. And they are having a tough, tough life currently. <laughs> because those little heroes sad face. Yeah. Uh so yeah, so what what do you two think of the realm of death? Would you pick it? Depends on my opponent's list. Mm -hmm. As always. Yes. Uh, so I don't see much. So, so for example, who, what sort of armies would you pick it against? Or would you not pick it against? Zench for sure. You'd pick it against Zench. Um, um, any, any Seraphon, any magic heavy. Army really? Was it, yeah, because the weird thing. Yeah, it's just weird because it's it's the contradictory thing in the in the rules. So you have got one thing that's that everything's nullification, um, but then they also got the spell where they can then get plus one to cast and then the spells. So, yeah, I would not say but, faction specific, but list specific. Do they have two or three endless spells or not? Yeah, because they are builds. They only have one. And the spell, which it doesn't even move, it's not predatory. So, yeah, I might pick it against Seraphon though, because they like to put their slam in the pyramid and then set up the bale wind in front of it and put the slam on top. But now, mm -hmm. uh, the bale wind is set up and this build immediately because the pyramid <laughs> is the terrain feature with nullification. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, yeah, so yeah, it might be good to look out. And then they've wasted a casting role probably by. Um, no, they wouldn't probably actually bother casting the one for plus one to cast, would they? Yep. Although they don't need that. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah that's why I said they probably wouldn't bother. Uh, so, Realm of Shadow is the last one, and probably the one that most people. Well, actually, there's, no, there's one person watching live. The one person that's watching live might have been <laughs> waiting for this one. Um, Who's that? So this one, the spell cast on seven. Uh, what does it do? One enemy unit within 12 inches, the cast that's visible to them, or seven dice for each roll that is less than that unit's unmodified save character. That unit suffers one mortal wound. If the target has an unmodified characteristic of dash, then one more wound for each two plus instead. So that could do a lot of more wounds against some units. Especially if they have low saves. Yes. Yeah, so you so your six plus five save, plus, yeah. six plus uh, units. I mean, uh, a lot. Uh, it's seven dice. So yeah. I seven mean, multiple wounds. 
seven, yeah, you roll seven dice and they've got six got saves, and you're doing five, maybe six more wounds in theory mm-hmm. from a spell. Well, it's got seven to cast. But, um, but it's only two. it's only twelve inch reach, yeah. Yeah, it's quite limited. You need to be close. We've got um, relatively high saves, so it shouldn't affect us too much. No, and we don't get as close. Yeah, it's a good thing yeah. I've got that four pass save. Yeah. <laughs> um, and when Frigga said five pop saves. Yeah, yeah, Frigga's, yeah. Yeah, that wouldn't be great. Um, but still, even with a four pass save, it's, is it less than or equal to and less than? Three trolls less than, yeah, so then it's. Basically, it's 50 50. So it's 50 50 for a four plus save. Um, so it would be three, three to four more no, wounds. It's less than less than 50 50. One, two, three, four, five. Oh, it's exactly 50 50. Yeah, four plus. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, four plus. They have a four plus. Yeah, yeah. Um, when we don't have more wound defense, um, the Roundscape feature is overgrown, which means all the scenery will block line of sight except for on units that fly. Um, and we discussed this briefly before the show. Um, the FAQ for this um, basically says that it clarifies because it, yeah, it already says it in the garrison rules. But if your models are in a ship, then you measure to and check line of sight to the ship for those models. So, mm-hmm. for the purposes of the overgrown rule, if they're inside the ship, then they can see. Um, and then this it becomes. Be a, um, it will. It will affect. Um, it, it still affects thunderers who've gotten out of the ship to give all their weapons plus one to hit, though. Yeah. So it, which is where the command it's ability. Really out for. Because the command ability, which is the interesting thing uh, for us about this, is that. You use the command ability at the end of your movement phase. And if you do so, you put one unit wholly within 18 inches of a friendly hero, and then you remove that unit from the battlefield and then set it up again wholly within six inches of that friendly hero and more than nine inches from enemy units. So, in theory, you can pick a unit that's in the ship and get them out. Yeah. It's debatable because you have to remove them from the battlefield and they're not on the battlefield. Hmm. Um. Mm, where does it say on the battlefield? Uh, one friendly unit wholly within 18 inch. Of it's the next bit, hero. so it says remove that unit from the battlefield, which you theory can't do because they're not on the battlefield. But then you could mm. just say, oh, done. That bit's already done. Um. Um, that probably needs some kind of thing. But it's again, it's one of the contradictory things because you go, Great, there's this ability to get the units out of the ship in theory, but then mm-hmm. you do get them out of the ship and then you set them up, and then there's great all the train blocks line aside for them now, which <laughs> they didn't, yeah, so, Leave um, them in the ship. with fly high, and then the fact you can set them up anywhere within six inches wholly within six inches of the ship you should probably be able to set them up somewhere where they're going to shoot your target um without there being terrain in the way but a canny player will set up units inside terrain 
Mm. I can imagine a lot of opponents picking this, thinking, ha ha, you won't be able to shoot me. And go, yeah, I'm in the ship there. Sorry. Yeah, just stay in the ship, shoot him anyway. Yeah. Sure, you won't get plus one, but at least you'll shoot him. Mm. Um, <clears throat> I think on overall, if I was against a strong casting army, I wouldn't want to play this because of that spell. Yes. Because after our flying high shenanigans, we will be probably moving 12 inches at some point. And then we don't want to start taking lots of mortal wounds. You know, a spell that does three to four mortal wounds is, in terms of spells, relatively powerful. I mean, it's better <clears> than <throat> our people. <people's. throat> uh-huh. Definitely better than an arcane bolt, yes. So, overall, I'm not that keen on them, <laughs> on any of them. <laughs> no. <clears throat> Again, make a defensive pick, uh, depending on your opponent, and if you get to choose, don't choose the one they will benefit from. Yeah, choose the one they benefit yeah. from, at least. Cron, mm-hmm. uh, is there anything about the realms that you'd like to sort of say about the ones that you missed? Um, I haven't really had a chance to use the other ones. I've mostly been playing in Shadow, uh, Shadow and Fire at the moment. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, if, yeah, if, so you said your tournament's mm-hmm. going to be entirely in Axie, did you say? Entirely in Fire. Yeah, yeah. every game's going to be... The, so... I, I think... I, th- I think it, it, it's important to remember to roll for it because I think it'll hurt your opponent more than it'll hurt you because you have we have the ability to stay out of that one inch range really easily from terrain. Uh-huh. Um, but a more more stationary and defensive army can't. Uh-huh. So just just ha- have have it as a note really somewhere just. To roll for that every single hero phase, your hero phase, their hero phase, because um, it does when it explodes, it does do damage. Yeah. And um, it, yeah. I don't want to I know it's on a plus. Is it per unit or is it just you want um, to die for one terrain piece? One once per terrain piece, and every unit within one inch of that terrain piece takes D three yes. more. Each yeah. single unit. So it's a lot of dice rolling. I tell you what, if it goes off in our ship, if if you had a ship on it and it goes off and you the units, it's like <laughs> you're getting water wounds on everything in the ship, so and the ship as well, which is not good. Um, yeah. If if you roll sixes, yeah. Yeah. So it's not gonna happen often, but And when when you fly high you can't be within an inch of a terrain yeah. feature anyway. So yep. you shouldn't you should be fine. You should be fine. So, did you know this um, that the tournament you were you are going to uh, is in actually before you submitted your list? Um. Yes, but this was back when the tournament was originally planned. It was um the old the old realm of fire. Okay. Uh, So by the time. The list has been submitted. Then the GHB came out. Then we figured out figured out what this, what everything is. Yeah, I know the Sylvanath player isn't happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, 
this the last one. tournament you went to, they should have been very happy because they're in the realm of life. So it swings around about. Yeah, yeah. They had their time. Up. Yeah, although they haven't had their time recently. <laughs> Poor Silverneth. <laughs> no, <laughs> not in a long time. Um, I guess one thing from a list building point of view for the realms is, uh, particularly if you're going to a tournament where everything is in axes, there are some players that, particularly before the Zilfin hero phase move was clarified, they were looking at, you know, builds of a navigator and like the uh, engine work to get the extra move. So you could have lots of troops in the ship and move around rather than fly high. Um, in one of the benefits would be that you could move the ship onto train and whatever. Um, you're not restricted in that way, which, mm -hmm. you know, if you're potentially playing in a, every game in the realm of fire then i mean you, you're not going to go down that build route now anyway because the faq is i think most people are doing it because oh it's just in case the faq goes the wrong way um so yeah that's one one thing to consider i guess i think 95 percent of people or whatever are now we're going to be going right well it's going to fly high in the fear phase so, oh, the, not many people are going to be going down the, the route of trying to move the ship long distances. Not the big ones. No. Yeah. Gun hauler, sometimes, yes. 18 inch, once per battle. Yeah. I mean, you always can do that. If you've got a gun hauler, you're going to use it. You're yeah. going to ignore the ability. <laughs> I need to hate you. You might forget about it. Um, maybe if you were doing attack squadron. Because you can only get the archons out after a move, not a fly high. So you might mm -hmm. want to yeah, this. fly high doesn't count as a move for that, does it? No. <clears throat> so maybe you say if you are going to a tournament where you know all the realms are, all the battles are going to be in one particular realm, you might want to consider that if you're if you're using a tax squadron. <laughs> I don't think it would necessarily stop you wanting to use attack squad because you don't have to fly onto a terrain piece or you don't have to move onto a terrain piece, do you? I don't know. Something to maybe think about if it happens. Should we go on to auxiliary objectives? Or should we go battle plans first? Don't mind. Quan, what do you think? Battle plans or auxiliary objectives? Auxiliary objectives? Let's do that. Okay, cool. Okay. I have that one here. Um, let's go column by column. So the first Page one, 108. Oh, yes. Yeah, 108, 109. So for each game, you pick three, generally speaking, unless the... Oh, no, is it two? Two. Two. According, according to the book, it's two. Um, I think it's different in tournaments for the tournament packs. I mean, it's going to be different if you're. Uh, yeah, in the tournament rules, uh, it says free. Okay. Yeah, that's why I was probably where I got it from before. Team, team format, pitch battle, collision of death, meeting engagements, pitch yeah. battle tournament pack. You must pick three different auxiliary objectives okay. in each round. Uh, if you complete why one or more, yeah, but why? why games workshop? Why have you made it different? 
<laughs> but again, no one will. All non GW tournaments will do their own rules. Yes. So. Um, so you are going to be picking a sub number of these because it could be different. <laughs> um, um, if you're just playing, you know, a one-off game, then you're going to be picking, you know, the ones that are going to be best for that game. Um, and it's yeah, it's kind of swings. In. Some of these are better depending on the battle plan, and some of them are better or worse depending on your opponent. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're playing, say, like a five-game tournament. I mean, you have to pick at the start. You don't have to pick them at the beginning of the tournament. You pick them at the start of each game, but it's kind of you're going to end up using a lot of them. So if you if your mm-hmm. tournament uses Games Workshop's rules and uses three of them, then you're going to end up using fifteen, and there's only eighteen of them here. So it's really about picking the three you don't like and going mm-hmm. out there trying to avoid these because you can't use them more than once. Um, let's go through them. Uh, first one is aggressor. Uh, this is control all of the objectives wholly within your opponent's territory. Uh, it does not include objectives located on the borderline of a territory. So this depends on the battle plan. Some battle yes. plans don't have any objectives in enemy territory. Some have one, and some have four. It definitely so... don't if there's no objectives in enemy. <laughs> no. It could be hard. I would pick this in Star Strike because yes. there's only ever going to be one in enemy territory because the border one doesn't count, and your opponent doesn't know where their one in enemy ter- in their territory is going to be, so they can't block you from getting it either. And then, as soon as it appears, if you get the roll off, you can fly high to it. Unless it, it appears it, somewhere where they are already yeah, set up. Yeah, it appears where they are then. Then it's a bit yeah, but that's yeah. I mean, in a and, five-game tournament, that's going to be the easiest chance of getting it. Although I think there is one other battle plan. Although the new Star Strike uh, now it is more obvious where the comet will fall. Yes, that's true. There's only three so they can games. prepare yeah. for this. Um, so nine of the heart, you could make pick it in. You've got to be very confident you're going to win it. Well, if you win Knife of the Heart, then you're going to auto fulfill this. Then you don't need the auxiliary objectives anyway. If you're going to, if you know you're going to win, they only count for draws. True. Unless, Unless they are awarded extra points in your tournament. Yeah. They could. Be, yeah. Using mm-hmm. yeah. Extra points for um, uh, secondaries. Secondaries and mm-hmm. ties um, and splitting the pack more. Yep. So. The ones I'd pretty much always go for would just be assass- assassinate and marked for death, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. because well they, they seem the the easiest to achieve for Cavern Overlords. We we're a very aggressive army. If we're if we're if we're winning, we're probably going to table them anyway. Yes. Mm. Yeah, because we so, spoke about that briefly in the last show where in theory the way you win the game is you have more models and objectives but for us to get more models than the objectives we basically have to kill the enemy so yeah so if you pick assassinate and mark for death your opponent picks one hero model and one non-hero model 
And then over over the course of the game, just make sure over the course of these five turns, just make sure you kill those two models, those two units. Yeah, it should be. Um, even if it's Nagash or Archeon, we we still have to kill that. Mm. We're still going to kill kill that in the game, or we're going to get stomped. Over the course of a tournament, would you not split them across two different games because <clears throat> you can't duplicate them? You can't pick the same ones every game. Aren't you allowed to do that? Okay, yeah. Pretty sure. Well, I mean, again, it, again, it depends on your tournament pack because they, they're not necessarily going to follow Games Workshop's tournament pack, are they? Mm. Um, um, yeah, I, I, I can see tournaments splitting them up throughout the throughout various games. I don't think this one is just because we didn't. This wasn't part of the game when it originally yeah. when, when the play pack was made, but. The game's yeah, workshop tournament pack is that you can't, you cannot pick the same auxiliary objective more than once during the tournament. All right, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, because mm-hmm. if not, you would just you would find your three favorite ones. And... But yeah, as as Alex mentioned before, um, if I'm tabling my opponent, I don't need the auxiliary objectives to win. I have a major victory anyway. Yeah. Unless, yeah, so, unless I mean, awarded extra points, but in the GW uh, rules, it does not. It doesn't award extra points. No, it doesn't. Or does it? Uh, oh, no, I thought that's what you were saying. Sorry, I was, um, I was sort of repeating you. No, sorry. actually, it does. Oh, they do. Opponent yeah. completed auxiliary objective one, two, three. Yeah. Fifteen for, points. I mean, for the purposes of our discussion, it probably makes sense to assume they are, because if not, the discussion yep. is. Just get yes. the gate goal. It doesn't matter. <laughs> yes. gonna kill them on every single one. Um, but yeah, if I was, if it's going to be the case that you can't repeat them, I would split those two up um, yep. because it's easier then to just focus on one thing. Like you, mm-hmm. then you know oh, I've got to kill one thing and then I've got some other things to do as opposed to I have mm-hmm. to kill. The one thing about Saturday mm-hmm. um, that I wondered about was the timing because. Mm-hmm. You um, reveal the ones your auxiliary objectives that you picked um, after the players have set up their armies, and Grudge Bearer is after players have set up their armies, but before the battle starts. So is that before or after you've chosen your Grudge Grudge Bearer? Because if it's after, then that's uh, great. Your opponent picks the hero and you go, right, that'll be my one for the grudge where I get double damage against me. Yes. So as it's worded now, it happens the same time. And usually with things happening same time, you the player can choose the order. Yes, but that works off based off whose player's turn it is, and there isn't a turn because you haven't started the game yet. <clears throat> So, that's, yeah. It well, they must be... reveal them to each other simultaneously. Hmm. It depends. Do you choose the grudge bearer target before auxiliary or mm-hmm. after? Yeah. Well, they both happen at the same time. In theory, mm-hmm. I guess what mm-hmm. I would do is just keep quiet about grudge bearer because then your opponent goes, "Right, we need to auxiliary objectives," and you go, "Fine." <laughs> there you go. 
you then you turn it, turn them over, you pick that one, and they go right. Okay. Uh, also, before the battle starts, I need to pick this. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd say it's possible. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If it's really good, um, you can pick a hero, and then you can go right. I'm going to have also this ability where I get double damage against the hero. And the an alternative to this would be to use it on the grudge. Uh, auxiliary objective, which is uh, you pick one enemy hero, so you pick it, but it's only melee weapons. So you make ah. you need to make sure to not shoot him dead <laughs> before you get into melee. Yeah. It's all engine master, Adam. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty yeah. Cool. Flying engine master or normal engine master, you can charge <laughs> chip in and attack with an admiral. Or... Just pick yeah. one of the small heroes. Don't try to don't try to punch Nagash to death. That's not going to work. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the other thing with assassinate is if you play against someone that's got like big monster heroes. Yeah, they, they would choose that. Um, You're probably you can you can still kill a you can still kill a big guy. Yeah, I mean, arguably you're going to want to. It maybe Archeon or Gas. I guess you might sort of make an argument that you avoid in the certain battle plans. But uh, and. Friends on the battle plan, and mm. where they are, that you can potentially <clears throat> try and focus on objectives. Um, what else was there? Oh, um, if we go through in order roughly, the bait, um, you must pick one friendly unit in your starting army. You complete the auxiliary objective if that unit is destroyed by an enemy unit before the end of the battle. Basically, just send a unit to its death before the, the end of the third battle round. Um, yeah, before the end of the third, yeah, but you could do that really easily because you just charge in a unit of rigets turn one, and eventually they're going to be dead. I, I mean, yeah, but then do you do you want to um waste a unit of engine riggers which are 100 or 200 points for an auxiliary? Well, you know, you're probably going to be killing someone when you charge into them anyway, or half killing them, and then if they don't deal with them, you're going to mm. put them in this position where they have to either deal with them, if not, mm. they're going to charge another thing next turn. Or I'd rather yeah. the end of it just jump around and capture objectives and, sit and yeah. avoid that mostly. Put it on Is your it... 10 Arcanaut screen and <clears> then <throat> send them forward until the yeah. third round they will encounter yeah. something that will um, kill them. Something <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the point is, in, is, is a one to do because you can very quickly put a unit in harm's way because you fly high in the hero phase and then get a unit out of the ship. Yes, so, but units are too valuable for us. We don't have much bodies. We don't have many units to start begin with. It's not oh, one no. that I. It's one that I choose at the end. Like if I've got nothing else to choose. Hmm. But the thing is, in a tournament perspective if they are using all three and then you can't double up then that's certainly not one of the worst ones here of like you can achieve it but yeah tough i'm not going to pick it like in a pickup game i mean you probably i wouldn't use it or in a one day tournament i wouldn't use it where you're going to use less objectives but in a two day tournament in a two-day, in a two-day five-game tournament, there's three objectives that you won't be. Basically, you can. There's three that you won't be picking. Yeah, and I think there's three there that are harder than this one to achieve. 
Hmm. Although that's a good oh. point about whether you know sacrificing a unit potentially makes it more likely you'll lose the game as opposed to not get the point from the. From the yeah, I, you you always got to remember to focus on winning the game first. Auxiliaries mm-hmm. are bonus. A nice bonus. Yes. Win the game first. You get a lot more points for just winning the game than getting the secondary objective. True. I tell you what, if you've got like one unit of Apple Wings, <laughs> there you go. You, you and your E for Wings. I love them. There you go. Uh, take first turn. Go to fly them out onto an objective. They want them. have to go kill them. And then like you got it. Birds um, in a jet engine. What's the next one? Cornered is. If you have two or more friendly units within three inches of the same enemy hero at the end of any turn. Hmm. Mm. Within three, you're in close combat. Three units in close combat. Two units in close combat. You either kill the hero and then he's gone and you don't score. Mm -hmm. Or you're putting three units of your seven that you have in harm's way against a a big beat stick. Again, my first here. thought with this was, oh, yeah, you just charge a ship in with a unit inside or a hero oh. inside, and then mm-hmm. you've done it. But, yeah, if you kill that hero, then at the end of the turn, you're not going for it. <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, what usually happens in my list is you, I've got the ironclad with the navigator still sitting inside of it. Mm. Um, if that charges a hero, that won't kill it. Usually, mm. even a five-wound hero won't die to that. No. Well, you, if you have something else to drop the bombs on and you don't use a battle ram. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. If you do well, that, then... I, I, I always use the... Um, the, uh, the... 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 Uh, the... 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 Yeah. Um, just to okay. teleport those 20 Thunderers back and forth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's important for me. <laughs> I, need, I need my Thunderer block. I can't. I can't do this without my thunder block. I, I need to start trying this thunder block. <laughs> so much damage. I mean, the other thing is, you don't yeah. necessarily have to charge. Um, and you're, if say that if your opponent's got like a, a kidding hero, like a more crusher, they're gonna want to charge your ship. So you would get it just for them. But you could kill the ship. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah. that's not worth it. No, true. So uh, it's um, not my top choice. It's an interesting one, yeah, because the ideal situation is to charge a, a weak hero, but then if you kill that weak hero, you want to charge something that's hard to kill, but not going to do much damage back to you. Yes. <laughs> that's what you want to do. Um, and then again, you need two units. So you're using two units of your... Uh, little units that you have and sending them off to chase a secondary well what this could be good on because you could use this on like places of arcane power because you have on to like the hero will be on an objective Mm -hmm. and then then you're playing the battle plan at the same time yes and that's also not not a favorite battle plan of mine yes um, although, again, you'd still rather just kill the hero, wouldn't you? 
because like, the hero has to survive. So that's yeah. So if you don't kill a hero, then you don't get the objective. So yeah. no, uh, I'd say it's not a so, a good one yeah. for us. It, yeah, it's achievable, but not yeah, easily. You'd rather, not easily. You'd rather kill the hero. Um, mm. Next defender. One. Sorry, pardon. Oh, the next one, defender. That's yeah. that's relatively easy. Um, as long as you keep up that um your ability to mostly table your opponent, <laughs> you can do a, a do a little sweep um on your backfield every couple turns. Mm-hmm. Just clean up the trash, sweep them out. Yeah, well, and end of the battle. Yeah. I think this one is really good for shifting objectives because the there aren't any objectives in your territory. So yeah. there's no incentive to go there. To stop yeah. you getting it has got to leave the objectives. Um, and you're never that far away. Like even if you're on the objectives, you can pretty much you're not that far away from your territory. Plus so, the territory is rather small. It's yeah, twelve inches by I don't know, twenty-four by forty-eight. Yeah, it's pretty small. It's what is the smallest territory there is, I think. So it's really good for that. For, for shifting objectives, uh, potentially for battle for the pass, maybe. Um, your oh. opponent. Ah, but they want to get to you to get four points in battle. Yes, they, so they it will be opponent dependent because <laughs> some of them really can't get that far across. No, and they go quickly. Um, and for the time they can, then you know, they could. Or if you tabled them, then yeah, it doesn't matter. There's no one there. Great. Yeah. But again, it's, so it's one of achievable. The I think it's an achievable one. Territory in the middle. Again, things like knife to the heart. There's at least a gap. Your territory doesn't go straight to the middle of the table. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's yeah. I would look mostly at the battle plan for that one. Uh, domination is potentially hard, but could be doable. I don't know. It's only you can basically you complete it if three or more enemy units are destroyed in the same turn. Um, it's doable. Do, doable if they got like five wound heroes or MSU units. Um, not because to... destroyed includes run away from Battleshock. Yes. So the... if you have some units like Art Boys. Two screens of art boys and uh, something else. You start shooting half away of each uh, unit of art boys, and you kill the hero. Those mm-hmm. art boys are going to run, and those mm-hmm. that's three units. It kind of comes down to whether it's going to force you to shoot at things you don't want to kill, or you aren't you know top of your list of things that you need to kill. Like, you say, for instance, the R boy situation, you really want to be putting your shooting into more crushes or something. Um, no, the more crushes stuck in the vortex. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the backfield. He's not going anywhere. Um, but yeah, and then because your opponent knows what you have. So oh. for Battle Shock, they. I don't think your opponent does. No, you have to pick them secretly, don't you? No, you have to reveal them. You complete this or excel your objective if three or more enemy units are destroyed. You do not have to tell them which three. No, but then you have to. They know that you have you to kill that. three. 
there's in the same turn. That's the yeah, that's yeah. the kicker. So I go in, alpha strike, I shoot them. I can if manage. If you've already killed two in that turn, and they know you've got that thing, then they, in a situation where they might normally let that unit run away from Battleshock because there's only one left anyway, yeah. and they might make a Battleshock immune with uh, command product I mean, just to stop you getting the auxiliary. Then they wasted the command point. Okay. Yeah. Then I shoot mm. something else. Uh, it's Yeah, it's going to be opponent dependent that one yes if it's low drop i mean if you're playing a sons of uh behemoth <laughs> if they only have three units <laughs> this might be a hard one to pull. you might not be able to kill them in or we haven't seen <laughs> you might not be able to kill them no, all in one turn, but i guess they'll have something around 25 wounds 30 maybe depending what else other saves they have what toughness they have that could be you difficult. MSU or five wound heroes that you want to kill anyway. Yes. Um, next one is which we already mentioned, didn't we? Yes. Grudge yeah. is the one. You choose a hero and your hero needs to kill him. Yes, with mm -hmm. a melee attack. With a melee attack. So doable if you can grudge bearer that hero. You send your Enderin master in. Slice them up. That one could be good on Place of Arcane Power because you immediately you need get to kill them. If you say them with a with a melee weapon. But then your your Android Master is stuck there. He needs to sit in within three inches of that objective. Hmm. Well, you've, got the game. One, you've got to have a hero sitting on that objective potentially anyway. Yeah. Again, it's not my favorite battle plan for this army. <laughs> no, it's not a good battle plan for necessarily. Um, it's great for fire slaves, but not for this. <laughs> uh, Headhunter is if all of the leader units in your opponent's starting army are destroyed before the end of the battle. So just shoot the heroes. Literally. Hashtag that, kill the heroes. Yeah. yeah. That is literally what Although not all heroes are leaders, but yeah. No, yeah. It's interesting that on some of them they use leader and some of them they use hero. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, hero is a keyword. Leader is a role. Yes. Um, but yeah, so that one's all about shooting heroes. So if they've got weak heroes or not many heroes. And again, if you're going to table your opponent, you will get that one. Comes down to tabling, <laughs> but um, yeah, you don't necessarily have to table them in to get that one. Um, no, but you, you would. depends um, what kind of army it is. If it's Slanesh, it's a bit harder because they have a lot of heroes. If it's um, something else, who knows? Scaven, they maybe have two or three characters only. Yeah. Uh, Invader. Um, at the end of the battle, if you have more friendly units wholly within your opponent's territory, then your opponent has wholly within your territory. So it's similar to the one before, except we have to have our models in their territory, um, which we can do. So we can, you know, use ships and things to get into their territory. Yes. Um, not so. Is this the one? Oh no, it's another one. There's another one that's got some weird walls to set up. Um, 
again, you don't want to pick ones where the territories extend to the center of the table. You want to pick the ones with the gaps. Yeah. Um, Although that makes it harder for you to get into their territory. If yeah. their territory is just a corner of the map mm -hmm. and there's some backfield unit still sitting there. Yeah. I mean, uh, you mostly get invaded just again if they don't have any units and you do. <laughs> yeah, oh, of, course. yeah. Of, course. of course. Just table them. Done. Agree. Mm. Yeah, something like that. Well, for that one, but yeah, I mean, it, it's all about yeah, <clears throat> teleporting. We can achieve that one, basically. Mm -hmm. uh, Marked for death, we mentioned briefly before. One of them, the opponent chooses a unit, and then you have to go kill that unit. Could be hard, could be easy, depending what they bring. Yeah, it's another one that comes down to grudge bearer. So, do they pick before or after you've chosen your grudge? Oh, no, wait, this yeah. is. Uh, no, this is not the hero. There's a unit. Yeah, sorry, not a team. So this could be your... Against, say, fire slayers with a massive block of half cup reserves. You need to pump some shooting into that. Yeah. Do you want to... I don't know. This is an interesting one, because... I don't think they would. I think the most players would go for their hardest-to-kill unit. But mm -hmm. the, you might come across the old one or two player that might pick... Like this odd random unit they're going to leave randomly out of the way somewhere. So that if you want to get it, you have to go to a We have the range and we have the firepower, so we'll get yeah. to it in a round and then we'll be back for the rest. See, after you've tabled them, you'd... after you've tabled their <laughs> army, you just go get that one unit. Okay. <laughs> yeah. uh, mass panic. You complete the auxiliary objective if two or more different enemy units fail a battlestop test in the same battle round. So this depends on the enemy. Osiak yeah. Bone Reaper, yeah. don't choose this. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of battleship units. Eidenet, um, Danny Demons, really. Any mm -hmm. death, with, it, with anything with bravery 10. Some Seraphon, yeah. Yeah. And then um, anyone with lots of command abilities, because they can just make units battleship immune. Yep. You could use it against orcs. Orcs or uh, I, I orcs, enjoy the Goblins. I mean, yeah. You could you like if you really wanted to get it, you could do mm. like every most armies will have screens. So if you shoot off, you know, their two or three screen units or shoot that, them without killing them. Again, it's the thing is not kill them. But that's it's, what they want you to do. Pump your shooting it's in the same heroes. It's in the same battleground as well. That's that's tough. It's well, that's better than just, uh, what was the other one? Domination, because it's at least it's not turn. Mm. So mm. You, they could run one could run away in your turn, and the other could run away in their turn after melee. Although we're not good at melee. Um, yeah. No. Well, engine riggers are okay. But yeah. If they don't roll ones to hit. As they tend to do. Yeah, just take our ones. Yeah. All right. I waited nice. There you go. 
Um, overwhelm? No, we're not going to do. It. We're not doing overwhelm. Uh, so you complete this auxiliary objective if an enemy hero is slain by an attack made with a melee weapon by a friendly battle line unit. If you have battle line, if you have Endrin riggers as battle line, okay. Oh yeah, maybe. If your gun hauler is your battle line, mm, hard one. Maybe if you're playing Zon, you got Skywalker battle line then. Yes, yeah. all those one person who plays Zon. Yeah, that one person. <laughs> Which is one more than the previous book. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Pillage. Oh, this one is a complicated one. Well, it's not complicated, but it's long. This it's, is, yeah. Pick one terrain piece wholly within your opponent's territory. Complete the objective if you have a unit with a combined wounds characteristics of five or more within three inches of that terrain feature at the end of any battle round. This objective cannot be completed by a unit that is set up on the battlefield in the same turn, in the same in the same battle round. So, if you took away that last sentence, it'd, it'd be great. great. It'd be yeah. easy, but but the last sentence it, ruins it. That means it, you you need to walk on it with a boat. You can't fly high. You're gonna have to, mm -hmm. or you're gonna have to fly high and sit there. And you cannot disembark because that's a setup as well. Right, you can disembark and the boat will still count, but the unit that disembarked won't. Mm -hmm. And because it's um, it's not even just if you disembark or if you've got set up um, to to be within three inches, it's if you set up in the battle round. So you you couldn't even zilf and fly high and then move the ship because you still set up in the battle round. Yeah. True. I think. I think this is this will be easier to do. It, it's it's still relatively easy. You're just not going to get it in the first couple turns. No. You'll get it once you've kind of set up and established a power base, and as, as your ship just sit just sits there for a turn. Yes, but then it's a it's an, a terrain feature in your opponent's territory. Yeah. So there's someone sitting on that terrain, unless like, it's deadly or volcano. Faction terrain. So. Uh, there's someone sitting there that you want to be nearby anyway to shoot the things hiding behind the pyramid or thing that sort of thing it's could... it's a hard one to pull off in my opinion yeah. uh, there are certain battle plans that it's going to be easier on where the enemy territory is bigger or the enemy territory also is where the objectives are because yes. then you want to be in those locations anyway. Also, it says terrain feature wholly within your opponent's territory. Wholly if, within. The, if the territory is only 12 inch wide and you need to deploy territory three inches away from the board edge, often your, your terrain pieces will extend over your territory or the enemy's yeah. territory, so they don't count. So maybe you end up with one suitable terrain feature. There, some, there are some battle plans where the deployment zone in the territory are the same, and then somewhere yeah. the territory is smaller. It extends beyond the deployment zone, yeah. Basically, half the board is their territory because it's bigger and therefore there's more mm -hmm. like terrain piece there. So, so I'm not going to pick this one in a pickup game. No. This is going to be if you're in a five game tournament, one, I think. Three game tournament, I'll probably Even then, the it's one of the ones I wouldn't choose. Yeah. Um, really, pillage. Okay. 
Oh, maybe against Idenf because they will just put a terrain, their terrain. <laughs> yeah, but it needs to be in their territory. Oh, and yeah. They will shove it up in your face in your territory. Oh, yeah, true. Sorry. Two yeah, but... Never mind. Mm. No, I, I think there, there should be, there will be at least one terrain feature. And, and by turn five, you should be able to spare the, the ship from just te- um, flying high all the time and just sitting there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't do it. Definitely wouldn't do it on knife to the heart because that game that won't last long enough for you to be able to score this. Mm-hmm. In the longer games, turn five, walk over. Yeah, sit. true. Because knife to the heart then immediately ends. Yeah. Yeah. Like, say if you're Zilf and you're back around with your ship, then you might not be flying high that often with the ship anyway because you're gonna keep trying to charge with it. Um, and you don't want to necessarily want a nine-inch charge when you could have like a six-inch charge. Um, so it kind of depends. Like, because I would like try and fly high onto a flank, and then charge the unit on the flank potentially. Mm-hmm. Depends where they are. Um, and then you just work down the enemy battle line, not the battle line units, but you know they've got mm-hmm. several units in their line. You just keep working down them. And then you're not flying high, you just each turn just charging a new unit. And hopefully, once you come near the train piece. <laughs> Don't know. It's an awkward one, that one. It yeah. It's very situational. Yeah, definitely. Hmm? Maybe against Seraphim, not Seraphim, uh Silvernet. Silvernet will have a will have a forest in their deployment zone. And you will want to go near it. They 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 have they have to deploy a forest in their deployment zone. So you will you will always have an option with them. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Skaven, I guess, would always have one of their. Norhold. Yes. Norhold. Uh, actually, yeah, faction terrain I think is really going to help this. I think because yeah, a lot of army there are quite a few armies. Yes. Like, will always have the de- the bad moon. Fire slayers would always moon. have the oven in their terrain. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. There's those. Um, the next one is prey on the weak. You complete this auxiliary auxiliary. Ugh, whatever. You complete the thing. Um, <laughs> all of the battle <laughs> your opponent's starting army are destroyed before the end of the battle. Once again, table your yeah. enemy. Table yeah. enemy. So this could be easy. This could be hard. Uh, well, often armies choose battle lines. As of role, they just want to fill the list with. So it's two, uh, the three MSU units of free guild guard, ten man units, easily done. You can kill those easily. Uh, other armies, um, and I tend to go back to Fireslays because that's a, a army I know well. Uh, those t- two 20 man blocks of hearth guard are battle line. Yeah. Yeah. Whew, uh, not sure if you'll be able to whittle all those down. The other thing is, is with the new some of the new battle plans, uh, you get more points or you score better, score better with having battle line units. So I think, mm-hmm. generally speaking, in this, more people will have bigger or more battle line units now than they used to. Mm, although it's it's two two scenarios that give benefits yeah. for battle line so, out of the twelve new ones or eighteen in total. Yeah, so depending yeah. on tournaments run things like um 
Because in Australia, don't they normally announce the battle plans beforehand? They yeah oh they they do in in tournaments they'll they'll in the players pack will give you the five um games that you are playing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, I know my local store will quite often will do that as well for their small tournaments. So you know if you've got those battle plans in there, then you know this one will potentially be a hard one to choose because people are going to be writing their list to have. Be I mean, or multiple battleline units. You don't have to. You don't have to choose this thing before the tournament begins. You choose it when you see your opponent's army. So you just yeah. if if they're, if they're running half half guard or some lots of really tough battleline, just don't pick it. If they're running small MSU like, um, yeah, free units uh, or, or Arcanaut or or what what have you, then pick it. Wipe those yeah. units out sometime during the game. Get a point. Yep. Yeah. Situational. Look yes. at your look at your opponent's list. I think really what these uh, encourage or re- reward is actually you coming up against a wide enough variety of armies that you always get. You know, you get you get you know the different armies to play against or the different battle plans that are good for these. Mm-hmm. So, you always play against the same sorts of armies, then you won't necessarily come across the, these things. Uh, some, or you won't necessarily be able to achieve some of these very easily. Um, which one was that? Right? Prey on the week. Yes, that was pre on the week. Then we've got prize uh, possession next. Oh, that's that's shitting the one I like. Objectives. Oh yeah, I wrote down shitting objectives as a note for prey on the week. Oh, the battle line will be on the bat on the objectives, so. You'll get it almost by trying to play the game. But anyway, sorry, you guys started moving on to the next one anyway. Um, possession, I feel, yeah, we that that should be relatively easy. So you pick a friendly hero with an artifact power, and you complete the objective if he doesn't die. So yep. in my case, with my list, I pick the navigator who sits on the boat all the time, and just don't get him out of the boat. He doesn't need to get out of the boat. Just sits there with his staff of ocular optimization mm-hmm. and gets an objective at the end of the game for his troubles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Same with me. My chemist with the bottle, and once the bottle is popped, he just sits in a boot. Yeah. Now, you he don't bring up. him out for buff units? Uh, well, you need to bring him out, then the next turn he can buff if there's a unit within 12 inches. Yeah. Oh, sometimes I drop him out. Yes, that's true. Just to screen the boat from behind. <laughs> just to get that nine inch uh, area um, yeah uh, just to see you could just let him sit in the boat I've, or yeah, set I've, sit him in sit him in cover I've, from I've terrain on an objective purely yeah. to stop my opponent teleporting onto that objective so i can move away from the objective yeah. and then they can't just teleport you know because he's within three inches of the center of the objective and then they can't just go straight onto it yeah but uh, overall i think this one is Easier for us because we can protect our heroes quite well within boats. There's not necessarily a huge incentive for our opponents to try and kill our heroes either because they're not no. providing massive buffs. Um, no. An admiral in a ship with a, u- with a unit of Arcanauts as well, given him his um, wound pass off as well, he's going to be very survivable. Mm-hmm. If you've got an admiral, probably going to be charging the ship in. You know. <laughs> 
Seize ground. When you reveal the subsidiary objective, you must pick one terrain feature that is not within your territory. You complete this auxiliary objective if you have one or more friendly units with three inches of the train feature at the end of the fourth battle round. Oh, that's easy. Doable. Yeah. I mean, that one, unlike pillage, you can just teleport Fly the boat within three inches of the object of the of the terrain feature, and if you're there at the end of the battle round, you've got it. Yeah, yeah just remember in the fourth battle round to do that to just jump yeah. there. Yeah, don't forget. At the in the full battle round, and you kind of have to predict where you think you're what going to want to be in the full battle round if you haven't <laughs> because if you've only got one ship left, then pick you, a terrain feature next to an objective, yeah, because you're gonna and sit there. Go for that objective turn one, go for it. Hope, leave that one to the end. You can do this before the, before the fourth battle round, don't leave it to the last minute, yes, but you, you still can't score it to the fourth battle round. Yeah, they need um, to sit there on the uh, at the end of the. Fourth. Oh yeah, I see. Okay, yeah, no, you. So they could they could come and kill you if they still have someone there, if they yeah. go second. So if you've nearly right. taken your opponent and they got one unit left and it's the opposite side of the table to that terrain piece on round four, then you've got to go table them and then go finish something else off and then, or do it and then try and risk finishing them off in round five in turn five, if you get turn five. With timing, mm -hmm. um, but I think uh, we agree it's doable. Yeah, it's yeah, doable. It doesn't have the silly thing about setups, which is not necessarily silly for my rules writing guru. It's just annoying for us. Um, territorial, uh, you must pick one objective on the battlefield. You complete this auxiliary objective if you control that objective at the end of two consecutive battle rounds. Hmm. Fourth and fifth round. Hmm. Yeah, uh, you pick one. You'd pick one in your deployment zone and sit on it. And um, yeah, well, hmm. Depends on your opponent. If you yeah, can sit your argonauts on that objective, go forward, blast them off. Both you're not going to show up to your argonauts. Are not. Like you don't want to come against do either of these against horde armies, either this one or the one before, because if any or anyone that you know is very slow at playing, because if you don't get those turn, like you could have gains for like see the one we talked about before where you don't even get to the fourth battle round. Potentially. Yeah. Oh, I hate I hate slow playing. Don't um, yeah, slow and, players. Yeah, this one is not so much. An issue because you cook it in the first two turns, but we're not great at holding. Um, so I reckon you'd want to pick this one in Knife to the Heart because yeah. you're gonna have it in the first two turns anyway. They're only really gonna come and get it in turn three. Although, yeah, they might try in turn two if they are the second player, the second player having the turn, because then as soon as round three starts, they've won. They could. Yeah, but. Well, basically, um, you won't have to do anything different in your gameplay to score it. You just no, exactly. play the game as you would Knife to the Heart. And if you play, you know, if, if you w win Knife to the Heart, you win this objective anyway, because you're going to have both mm -hmm. objectives and you'll be holding your objective the whole time. Mm -hmm. yeah. I've written down 
total commitment. Did you want to go out of your way to do anything different? You just play the game. I, yeah, I think total commitment, you could probably do this one as well, because most of your objectives are quite far away from the opponent. Um, yeah. Knife to the Heart is definitely better, I think. Yeah. Um, and then the last one, Vengeful Counter which you get if any enemy units are destroyed in the same turn that if any friendly units are destroyed. So it's kind of a suicide uh, one ish. You have to kill something as well. The same turn. So yeah, it's not battle round. We don't have much if a unit is destroyed in the enemy turn. Yeah, this by is them, you need to have someone in combat and be able to kill their unit. This is a combat thing. A lot of these are, a lot of these are, you know, for normal normal armies that like this <laughs> combat thing. So uncivilized. Just shoot them. Yeah, yeah just shoot them. Um, yeah, the only other thing, the only other way of doing it really is, is if you shoot off a unit and then you basically charge in a unit, suiciding it, which isn't something you don't really want to do. No. Probably talked about before, but. They like if you really want to, you can achieve it, but you'd rather win the game. Yeah. Um, you don't want to pick anything that'll make that'll make you do things too far out of what you would normally do anyway. Mm-hmm. You want to mostly be concentrating on winning the game, and then ha- just you basically happen to have scored one of these, mm-hmm. or yep. concentrate on these once you've clearly won the game. Then you can start. Playing on on auxiliary objectives. Yeah. Yes. Never uh, pick auxiliary objectives over winning the game. This. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, yeah, it's got to be your primary concern, isn't it? Um, yeah. So there's a couple there that was sort of standouts as good, and a few that were standouts bad. A lot were battle plan dependent or opponent dependent, weren't they? Um, yeah. Yes. It's kind of good because you're you're choosing them at the beginning of the te- the game anyway. Mm-hmm. I quite like the fact they're chosen um, after deployment as well. So, you, for instance, you can't pick like assassinate and then your opponent goes right. Well, if you're going to have that, then I'm going to put this hero in this really annoying place in reserve. <laughs> and then never, yeah, never, never put it on the table. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because do you have to slay it? Like, because obviously with most cases now with reserve, if it's not on the battle, if it's not no, on the they count as slain if they don't show. At yeah, but do you have round? to slay it? You do no, not. It says no, it has to be if slain. If that hero is slain with assassin, oh, okay. yes, yeah, so they would have with to. With grudge, it's different. Then it needs to be your hero to melee kill. Yeah, so if they pick grudge and then they could just leave it in. I mean, well, but gr- I mean, grudge, um, you pick a hero. I, I, I wouldn't. You know, keep a hero in reserve all game just to stop my opponent from completing auxiliary objective. I don't think they're that important. Unless it's some five wound mini caster, then yeah, yeah, okay, maybe some anvil of apotheosis hero. <laughs> 40, Forty point wizard, Forty point. Yeah, it's just nice that it's after deployment, so there's no shenanigans there with, oh, you picked mm-hmm. that, I'm going to deploy this way. 
Right. Yep. So, any anything else about the auxiliary objectives? Um, I found a nice um that as a set of uh, fan made auxiliary objective cards. Uh, we can put a link to. But right. Okay. Yeah, I can put it in the um the description. It's made by um people from Tales of Sigma. Yeah, they look pretty good. That's, oh, that's, that's great because I need some for my tournament because I will be handing out secondaries beforehand. Each player gets six, and for free games, they need to choose one each game. So I could just print those. <laughs> yeah. That'd be easy. Yeah. Um, awesome. I'll put a link to the chat. Great. Thank you. Cool. Yeah. And then I can copy that later to put it in the description. Yeah. Um, um, battle plans. I. Yeah, although... Mm -hmm. Battle plans. Yes. I, I reckon we should maybe leave those for the next episode. This one's getting pretty long as it is. It has mm -hmm. got a long time. And you've only been here for half an hour. Yes, we've already um, gone. And, you know, there's, there's, there's 12 battle plans. This is, I, oh, They might yeah. take a while. Yes. Yes. I'll have to rename the show. <laughs> yeah, let's leave it and do them another time. Um, yeah, okay, fair enough. Um, in that case, any sort of conclusions about realms and auxiliaries? So, uh, auxiliaries, uh, I like that they put this in the book. It is something that some tournaments already had in uh, in the shape of secondary objectives. That's yeah. great. Now you have a uniform uh, thing, you need some uniform choice. Uh, thumbs up. There are some harder ones, some easier ones. They are diverse. I like it. Uh, realms. Mm -hmm. Personally, I won't. I'm not going to use them much, especially mm -hmm. the terrain rules. Um, I, it, it feels like they've they've really talked to some tournament organizers with this book and added what they were doing in tournaments to the official rules mm -hmm. with all with all these secondary objectives because I know that was a big thing in CanCon, um, mm -hmm. and I, I think that they've simplified the realms down so they work better in conjunction with tournaments than what they used to have with the six different table of effects that you had to go off of and. Uh, an entire list of realm spells. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So they've simplified it down for tournaments. Might still, might might get used, might not. I know a lot of Australian tournaments love just throw everything into them, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, because the, the, they had these other secondary objectives before in GHB 2019, which are, they were pretty rubbish. I, think. I didn't like them because there were a lot that were there, were... there were ones like, oh, if you have a wizard and it does this, and I was like, well, I haven't got any wizards. And mm -hmm. then they have wizards so like, yeah. Which is why a lot of tournaments weren't using them. So mm -hmm. I like the fact they're a lot more achievable for all armies now. There's, yeah, some that are obviously written more for combat armies. But... Which is fair. It's a combat 
game or used to be a common game. It is supposed to be a combat game. <laughs> it was a combat game up until January. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When, well, when they released Seraphon and Zinch and KO. Well, yep. <laughs> um, yeah, the realms, there's, a, I don't know, there's a big discussion about the artifacts. I'm, I'm okay with the artifacts, but. I was it's... okay with getting rid of them. I think the replacements are rubbish. To the... Yes, it's especially tough for our armies. Our army, we don't mind. We have great yeah. artifacts. Um, my Tempestized Cities of Sigma, they have three artifacts in a book, and they are locked in Akshi, so that's four artifacts. Mm -hmm. And they're yeah. all not great. Yeah. So that's annoying. Before, because actually being being in actually before was quite good because you had a choice of some really good ones. Yeah, Thermal Rider Cloak was a great one. The Ignite Scale. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, but the realm effects. I think it's interesting that there's, I don't know, this contradictory nature to them, which kind of means that they're not too powerful. No. <laughs> Um, it, yeah, it can spike in both ways. You can, for a volcanic, you can roll sixes, everything explodes. That's mm -hmm. a great fun if you play with your friends. It's probably a bit frustrating if you're doing this in a tournament, mm -hmm. or this happens in a tournament. Uh, on the other hand, then you get these extra spells, these extra features, <laughs> which I don't see people planning their lists around much. No, because it's Unless it's actually but then it's something else that you need to consider that needs to happen that you need to play you need to resolve it's needs time yeah like yeah. I see people planning a list around them for instance in the situation of a cons tournament is going to where it's every game is going to be an action mm -hmm. and you can really yeah. plan around that um, in the situation where you're going to roll off and choose one or you know the tournament's going to announce it you know before the battle battle starts and you don't know what it's going to be then you can't plan mm -hmm. no. the only way you could would be if like all of a sudden one becomes or one or two become really popular for whatever reason like everyone starts pretty much everyone is choosing these one or two and then you might be able to plan around that maybe yeah. based on that everyone else is going to choose them but I can't see that happening because none of, none of them are really stand out So no, I don't think the the realms impacts KO much. No, no, no yeah. yeah, we just give what we're given, take what we're given. Yeah, yeah, from a KO perspective, we're not that popular about them. No, um, yeah, so that's it. Um, yeah, sorry to everyone watching that we didn't have time to go for battle plans, but yeah, twelve of them. We've we'll do it next time. Or two hours. So, yeah, we'll do another one next time. Lots of things we want to talk about. It, it will be better to um, talk about them in detail rather than trying to rush through. In, yes, yes. Um, yeah, um, and then also, hopefully, you know, might have some more experience with the buy then as well to talk yep. about them in a bit more detail. So, yeah. so maybe after the tournament's happening, we have... Uh, Alex attending a tournament. We have uh, Adeptus going to a tournament. 
So you're TOing a tournament. I'm holding a tournament. Uh, seems like I need to play in it too because we're an <laughs> odd number of players. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Yeah. And, and I definitely will include one of the new ones because yeah. I like how they manipulate objectives. Either you select a, a primary or you take one away. That's a fun yeah. mechanic. So yep. uh, Phil's going to a tournament as well, and they're all, they're all the same. Yes. I feel like. But sorry, it's unfortunately. Um, hopefully, there might be some more tournaments coming up soon in in the in England. <laughs> Definitely. Um, but yeah, if you've enjoyed the show, um, then give it a like. Um, if you like the channel, then please subscribe. Um, you know, let us know what you think of the realms and the um, on the auxiliaries in the chat uh, in the comments. Um, yeah, and yeah, we'll talk about battle plans next time. Yeah, and yep. um, thank you both guys for joining me. Even well, if you want thank to thank you pleasure. for inviting me, always uh, a pleasure. Yeah, uh, thank you very much. Everyone, I'm just gonna end.